Hello and welcome to the Candle Tales podcast. My name is Aaron Hegarty and today we're going to be getting a little story from Andreas de Stack. We were lucky enough to go out west to hear a beautiful story and have a great chat with him afterwards about all of the things folk and mythic related. So stay tuned to hear about what we're doing in the post-show discussion. But before I go on further, here's Andreas. Way out across the Scanner Bay, out from the seaside town of Lehinch, tis said there's a sunken village under the sea. It's called the village of Kilstefine. And every now and again, you wouldn't know why. It has no rhyme or reason, time or tide, but every now and again, the village of Kilstefine might rise up out of the sea. And the first thing that might come up would be the spire of the church. And when the spire of the church come up out of the sea, hear the bell ringing. And the people around here were often told, go home, go home. If you hear the bell ringing, you can't look at it. For if you look and see the village and the bell ringing, you'll die within the year. That's what the fish rogue to say. So the people were told, the young lads, like people say my father's generation were told, you run home, run home, Jesus, take care with you. If you hear the bell ringing and the spire comes up, you run home out of that. Don't look at it. If you look at it, you die within the year. Gone. And it happened, you know. It did happen, apparently. It happened to a family not far from here. Two brothers. They were down from Kilchani. They were over in the scanner. There was these two brothers, great musicians. They were called the Diedler and the Bronach. The Diedler was a happy kind of fella. He'd always be diedling out tunes. He'd be like, He'd be like, I'll give you that again. He'd be like, like, oh, like kind of a melancholic kind of persona and he would never be too happy or too sad but he had a kind of a not that he what we used to call pusach he'd have a kind of a puss on him but he was pleasant in other ways but anyway they had great tunes and they heard a magical tune one time at a wake and the next morning they were trying to play this tune and they were arguing over the second part of the tune they agreed on the first part of it and it didn't know was this tune would it be Mrs. Crotty's version of the reel with the burdle or was it a queer version of Drowsy Maggie or did it come in with the tide or did it come from the fairies or off the wind? They didn't know but they were trying this tune anyway and they had the same first part which was But then the tide would go up into a kind of a happy part the second part to go Oh, no, 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 he had a different part. He had a kind of a second part of the tune that went into this sad other world that went. So they were fighting anyway over the second part of the tune, and as the day wore on, the kitchen was getting wrecked, there was cups knocked off the dresser, there was tomatoes being flung on the wall, there was nearly blood going up the stairs. And they decided late in the night that they'd have to sort out who 
had the right version of this tune. And the only man around here that had the right version of the tune would be the Murtoch Flanagan over in Bartra, a relation of my own actually. So they sat into the Curragh and it was late in the evening and they rowing across the Camp Sea to the Murtoch Flanagan to get the second part of the tune. And the agreement was that whoever had the wrong version of the tune would have to row back on his own. Grand anyway. Late in the night they got up to the house of the Murtoch Flanagan and they were and they knocked on the door and he opened the door. Well, must you guide between us and all harm? But what has he here at this queer hour of the night? And they said, well, we're arguing over the second half of that tune. That tune we heard the wake. You know, we don't know. Have we the right version and the wrong version? And we have two different versions. We have the same first part, but two different second halves. And I mean, we don't know. We're turny, turning up and I'm turning up. I said, oh, look it. Shook him in. So he brought them in. Put on the kettle. They had tea. Maybe a drop of the queer stuff in the tea. They sat down and they were chatting about the weather and what. And I said, right, so let's hear this. So the idler went first and he went... He says to the Bronach, he says, uh, your part. So then the Bronach went to the same first part again. Went, to know which was right and which was wrong and he said Ronach you're first of the tune oh it's beautiful but it's wrong oh the Bronach was upset then and he went over in the corner and he got a strip whistle and so the diner was delighted he ate another cup of tea and he went ah he was right and then the Murtoch took down his own concertina and they started Dider and the Murtoch were playing tunes and the Bronach was sad and he looked out as the clouds blew over the moon and a sad tune came into his heart and he said, Right now, come on and we'll go, come on, we'll go. And the lads were there playing tunes and it was nearly an hour before dawn when the Murtoch pushed the Curragh out into the water. And the Bronach, you see, had the wrong version tune, so he had to row out against the tide. And it was a tough row against the tide. And so the tide was drunk and he fell asleep in the back of the Curragh. Oh, was there and he pulling against the tide and pulling against the tide and out of nowhere a great storm blew up and it went suddenly the wind came and it went and the storm and the moon shining down on them and next thing one minute a big wave lifted the curragh up like this and the next minute the curragh was down in a hole and a big wave above and up and down and he's shouting back at the tide tide wake up and me out were caught in the middle of a big storm and next thing they were up on top of a big wave and suddenly, what should suddenly rise up out of the sea? The spire, the church of Kilstefine and the bell ringing on it. So what could the Bronach do? He couldn't not look at it and stared into the village he did and the bell ringing in the storm and the breeze blowing and suddenly, Tidal wake up! Tidal wake up! And then look at it. A great big wave came. I think it's Aliens wave, some of the surfers call it. This great big wave came and lifted the cork and brought it up onto the beach in the scanner. 
and they went up and they well actually Clahan, they were up the beach up from that again. They went up and they knocked on the door of of, um, of James Carey, James Carew, and, and he brought them in and and then the Brawnock said, Let's I've seen the village of Kitchdivy. I heard the bell ringing and what could I do but look? And they were awful sad, for they knew that he would die within a year. And then a strange thing happened. The tidler who was always so happy in Dyland, he became sad. He felt bad his brother was going to die within a year. And the Brawner who was always so sad, he had kind of accepted his faith. But now he was going off to the other world. And people would call to the house to see him and say, oh, he heard that sad news that you'd be dying within the year and they'd be bringing him out to the pub and he'd be telling them stories and people would be asking him, what did you see on the village of Kilstabee? Whose boat was tied up on the pier? Who did you see standing outside the church? They were asking about people that were long dead, people that were gone away long ago. And did you see a queer bird? You did. And did you see, and they were asking about the Rita Anne. Did you see the treasure chest from the Spanish Armada? Did you see the Rita Anne? They were asking about all the different boats. Did you see the French fella from the Plassey? Different people that were lost at sea. And you telling them stories and they were buying him drink and everything. And the poor old Dider then went sad and he didn't play any music for a while. And then one cold, wet winter's morning, the Dider come down for his breakfast. And no sign of the Brawnock. He waited a while and he toppled the top of Inagin. No sign of the Brawnock. He went up into the Brawnock's room, knocked on the door. No reply from the Brawnock. Into his room. There he was, in bed, gone. So he ran down the street, down to the pier, to see was his Korok there. And there was his Korok, gone. So they got a few people to go out at sea, and way out, way out at sea, was the empty Korok of the Bronach, just there, bobbing up and down. And the funny thing about that now is that when they play that tune around some parts around here, it's actually the Bronach's version of the tune they play. So maybe he had the right version after all. Thanks for listening guys, that was a lovely story delivered by Andreas the Stack, the beautiful storyteller musician and we'll be chatting to him in the next episode. So that great chat that we had all about folk tales, rituals and all of the things that inspired Andreas along his path of becoming a brilliant storyteller and everything he loves about being Irish. So stay tuned for that episode coming very soon. Uh, if you like the podcast, you can leave a review and if you want to share it, give us a thumbs up on social media at Candlelit Tales. You'll find us. 
somewhere on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And if you want to support us by going to patreon.com forward slash candidate tales, that would be great too. Stay tuned till next week. Samhain is coming upon us, the Irish for November. And so lots of stories about the creatures that we celebrate every year coming very, very soon. And we look forward to discussing those with you in the next few episodes. Take care. Yeah.